Hello and welcome to a special episode of Anime Attaché. That's really good. Uh, we are a part of the Fundamentals Network, and shout out to them for getting us this opportunity, because today we are going to be reviewing a fantastic film called Poopel of Chimney Town. Now, Poopel of Chimney Town is a 2020 Japanese animated children's fantasy film that was animated by Studio uh, Four Degrees Celsius. That's how I really want to say it. Um, <laughs> directed by Yusuke Hirota um, and featuring some fantastic designs by Atsuko Fukushima. Um, what I think was kind of cool is this film was based on a picture book that was authored by a Japanese actor and comedian named Akihiro Nishino, um, who also wrote the screenplay and served as executive producer. So already we are off to a great start with Pupel of Chimney Town. Um, I am your host, B. Zelda. I just really got into it. I was very excited to talk about <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, they, them. Uh, I like things that are pretty. And this was a very pretty film. I'm joined by my student. It, it really was beautiful. Steven, uh, he, him. Unfortunately, Kelsey has to work or Ew, something like that. Jobs. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> we are grateful, though, because bills do get paid. And, you know, shout out to that. Yeah. And that's how... That's how we can do this show. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to turn this into a thank you, Kelsey moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, absolutely. Let's jump right into this because Pupel of Chimney Town. Um, so we've got animated film. I didn't really have any expectations going into it. I looked at the cover art and it's a child wearing a top hat next to a garbage person and a person literally made it of garbage. Yep. Um, so I was like, cool. Maybe they're going to be picking up trash. Maybe that's what the Same. film is about. Yeah, I was I was very curious, and the the who we find out is the garbage man, um, or Poopel, but that the art of of that individual was just very curious. It, mm -hmm. There's nothing there's nothing really on the poster that says like this is the kind of adventure you're getting into or anything like that. It's it's visually stunning. Um, and you can see lots of chimneys, which makes sense if it's in Chimney Town. But other than that, I was just kind of like, okay, let's let's see where we go. <laughs> and wow, did they take us on a ride full of chimneys and so much more. Seriously. Uh, Stephen, do you want to give like a nice little summary of what this film is about? Because we took kind of our expectations and then we found that we were very far off. Yeah. So um, the first thing... I mean, it, it hits you with the music I felt like in this whole movie was very beautiful. And so it starts off with this and this this kid is sort of narrating a little bit about himself and his and his dad um, talking about what Chimney Town is. Um, he we find out that his dad tells these stories about stars um, and the sky, but nobody in Chimney Town believes him because the smoke from the chimneys has blocked off the um the sky and that's it mm -hmm. it's kind of a very like it had a little bit of a like steampunk feel to me um, yes as far as the the setting this this town called chimney town um so so yeah so they go into this story about how there used to be stars and now there's no stars and then we see something falling from the sky that lands in this giant pile of trash um it looks like a heart. Um, and as it's in this like giant trash compactor um, or something, uh, it starts to like suck all this different trash to itself and creates 
the character that we learn is named the garbage man mm-hmm. um and the garbage man is lost and confused uh doesn't know <laughs> doesn't know what is going on um stumbles into a, a halloween festival i loved um, the beginning dance like mm-hmm. i was ready to sing along it was like <laughs> i wrote down some of the lyrics it was literally just halloween la 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 it, it had um it had some uh um nightmare before christmas vibes yeah that's probably why like immediately i was like this is gonna be good children dressed up like little monsters yes please yeah um and then we find out as he's as he's all lost we find out that that this child lubici um not luigi lubici (laughs) is this he's he's kind of this pathetic little guy no friends um as you as you learn more you you understand a little bit but yeah he he has no friends he's a chimney sweeper (laughs) yeah Terrible job for children. We determined yeah. in the Industrial Revolution, <laughs> children were not going to sweep our chimneys anymore because they just get like popcorn lungs and don't mm-hmm. end up very healthy. Yeah. So, um, so he's stuck in that situation, which is not not ideal for making friends or surviving. <laughs> right. <laughs> we find out his mother is very sick. His dad was very much a oh, what's the right word? Just a, a very optimistic hopeful yeah naive even. naive dreamer mm-hmm. um kind of and and he went out to try to get beyond the smoke to find a cure he believed there was a cure beyond the smoke and it kind of it kind of took a little while to piece it together um but it's it's essentially this kid and his mom and his mom's worried that he doesn't have friends and when he's chimney sweeping he even tells his chimney sweep adult friends um, like, don't tell my mom I was working. <laughs> like, I laughed like... so hard at that. Like, I know it wasn't meant to be funny, but this kid is just like, I told my mom I was hanging out with friends. I know it's Halloween, but I'm just going to go to work, okay? Like... And if I remember, one of the guys is like, your mom's not going to believe that. You don't have any friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Whoa, and you're covered man. in soot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when, um, Luigi is, is sweeping chimneys, uh, he sees the legs of Garbage Man sticking out of, like, a moving trash truck uh, and ends up going and and saving Garbage Man. I loved that scene. It was very... First off, the scene where he's running down to get to the Garbage Man, who's in, like, the truck mm. and, like, screaming for help. Um, mm. Very, like, side-scroller DK Mario. They even did, like, the 16-bit oh. music as he was, like, uh-huh. hopping across uh-huh. and, like, parkouring his little way down the pipes and everything. Loved that. Very good ode oh, yeah. to old-school yeah. side-scrollers. It was great. But then even the scene where they're... Uh, it's almost like an obstacle course that they have to survive mm-hmm. just to not die in the inferno slash trash compactor slash crushing gears and falling cannonball swinging bits. Loved it. Yeah, yeah. It it gave me some. Uh, it was. Is it Toy Story Four? I have not seen it. Are you not up to date on all of your all of your children's movies? Dear, I'm so mm. sorry. I had to admit wow. to a friend I've never seen Frozen recently, and she looks me in the eye. She's like, "Why aren't you around more children then?" Yeah, you I don't can, know. You, if you are ever around my kids anytime soon, you cannot say that sentence. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like I got you, scolded. You, <laughs> yeah, they will. They will look at you like you're not a real human. Mm-hmm. Scum. <laughs> But anyways, there's those of you who listen, if you've seen one of the later Toy Stories, there's a scene where all of them are, like, falling into a trash compactor. So, anyways, that's what it reminded me of. Um, but they do escape, and Luigi's like, perfect, now I can tell my mom I had a friend. 
Right? Again, another one of those moments where I was like, oh, sweet child. Yeah. Is your mom going to believe this is your friend? Really? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so she kind of does. Yeah. Or it's like she kind of lets it slide. She's like, well, at least he has a friend. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) There was somebody nearby and they seem to be kind. So far, so okay. They just Um, smell like trash. And then we start to learn about these things called the Inquisitors. Uh, yeah, that which was so messed up. Let me tell you. It was you. very strange. I thought they were bird people at first. Um, yeah, with of their, their masks. Because <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't give a lot of information. Um, but it's really the first sense of, like, what is going on to make Chimney Town Chimney Town. Mm-hmm. But we learn that they are very concerned with the idea of stars. So stars is, like, the... I, I can't I can't think of the right word. The uh like taboo. Okay, yeah. Like you, you it's can't, like the you Satan of the Christian exactly. world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um and so some of uh and we find out that for whatever reason they're trying to hunt down this garbage man. Um mm-hmm. that wasn't that wasn't super clear to me particularly why, except that my... maybe it had to do with magic. Oh. Okay, my understanding was, like, so not only are they kind of concerned with stars, but they're very much concerned with keeping their world isolated. Mm, Um, So the idea that somebody came along and nobody could really identify who this person was, um, and they were shouting, like, monster, monster, and we know that anything, well, now we know after watching the whole film, Mm. but anything that's been labeled a monster is just something they do not have the experience to understand. Mm -hmm. Oh, like, maybe in the real world, too, that happens. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> hmm. hmm interesting i like the illusions yeah i think i think that makes more sense than just magic um <laughs> but uh so the garbage man's been introduced to the mother mm-hmm. the garbage man and and then um lubici kind of wants to show him around the town and everything um and wants to he asks his chimney friends in specific i can't remember the name of the like Seemed like the boss chimney man. The really cool guy that yeah. eventually is in the line of fire. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going over our list of names that were given. None of these feel like they were him. I'm going to call him Dan. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that feels right. Uh, but this 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 guy who, um, who Luigi goes to and is like, hey, can we find a place for the garbage man? And and this guy, this guy ends up helping him, takes him to this empty... Uh, clothing shop and was like hey if you can repair these we've got all these extra clothes and garbage man learns how to, or can sew apparently yeah uh, we we learn did you notice the title like when they roll up to that shop too it's called bruno's mm-hmm. which which bruno is the name of lubici's dad mm-hmm. i really enjoyed that part it made me feel that's where like my feelings were starting to get like coming to the surface it was like oh damn am i gonna cry no not yet well, and then because i think at that point is when it goes to the flashback yeah, um, of 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 Bruno telling his story, um, and the town kind of giving the like, like oh he's the he's the the crazy dreamer like he's mm-hmm. gonna get us all in trouble like he needs to shut up, um, and and then someone says something to Lubici who's very excited about his dad's story, uh, and his dad does what dads do. And- <laughs> Goes out and stands up for his kid, but then he gets the shit kicked out of him. The absolute shit kicked Just, out. And this yeah. child has to watch his dad get the shit kicked out of him. Like, can yeah, we talk was... about the effect of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was that was a heavy scene. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, and so, so that's where it's really starting to paint this picture of, of why this kid has no friends. Like everyone thinks he's like his dad mm-hmm. and his dad is an outcast. Um, we start to get glimpses of how his mom has asthma. And I think one of the, someone says just kind of in an offhand comment that like asthma is increasing, mm-hmm. uh, which I mean, they live in. I don't know how everybody smoke. doesn't have asthma in that town. <laughs> Like, yeah, at a minimum. No safety. <laughs> Nobody wears like masks. Nobody has any kind of like fans to. Bl- yeah, I just. How are they alive mm-hmm. after two hundred years? Yeah, um, and so so we go back from that, and um, we have the garbage man has has repaired all the clothes for all of these all workers. Of them. It is a beautiful um, pile to the ceiling. Yeah, it's a massive pile. Um, Luigi is continually growing in like excitement for him, but then starts talking to the garbage man to Poopel mm-hmm. um about stars. They climb up to a chimney and like yeah. little Lubichi's legs are shaking. The little toothpick mm-hmm. legs. So cute. Yeah. But then they had their heart to harp at the top where they were kind of like scanning and gazing down on Chimney Town and all of its gosh darn chimneys. Yeah. And and he and Lubichi says like you can't tell anybody about about these stars. Like we can't we have you have to keep it a secret. Um Cut to. Uh, <laughs> God damn uh, Poopel. Yeah, Poopel wandering around, being being very innocent. Mm-hmm. He meets some of Luigi's acquaintances, some 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 kids. Um They were the kids from the start that were doing the Halloween dance. Exactly. And uh one of them in particular, there's like kind of the the classic, like the biggest boy, the biggest male child is is a bully. Yeah, good old Antonio. Like that's what his name was. And Pupel let slip that Luigi has been talking about stars. And that starts this cascade of like major major events of the Inquisitors finding out about Luigi. Um mm-hmm. we find out one of the chimney sweeps is an Inquisitor. Yeah, that was barely addressed. I hated that yeah. man from the start. And then when you find out yeah. he's also like a, a a spy inquisitor, like I just yeah. wish somebody hurt him more than they did. Yeah. It was the fact that it was only alluded to was not sufficient for me. Yeah, um. <laughs> I do want to take a moment to really address um, something that I loved in a weird sense of the word um, was when Antonio was beating up Poupel for talking about the stars. It was a direct flashback to the adult that was beating up Bruno. Um, Mm-hmm. Lubici's dad because these kids are just doing what they've been taught their whole lives and we know this mm-hmm. is a 200 year cycle where people are only repeating what they know and they all have these catchphrases of like don't stand out um, because you get hurt if you stand out and I really thought it was such a fascinating nod to how easy it is to control people if you just mm-hmm. feed them very specific information yeah and so and, and there's there's so many. I'm I'm actually I'm most excited to talk about the themes throughout this movie because yes. there were some very very interesting themes that are very relevant to today. Um, but uh, at this point, I I think if I remember right, we we get this. We actually start to understand what happened in Chimney Town. Mm-hmm. So they give this little like flashback of um, how apparently there, and it's done story wise. It's almost it's almost presented as a myth. Yeah, um, we get like storybook vibes to it, mm-hmm. which I think was a throwback to the fact that this was a storybook. Yeah. So so it talks about this town who basically had defeated capitalism is essentially yeah. what, what happened. They had no more need for money. And the banks didn't like that. <laughs> that was and my so the, favorite. The banks were so mad. 
<laughs> yeah. The banks were like, no, you need money. And they create this system using, I think they call them L's, but it's yeah. the money. Um, that basically enslaves everybody to to capitalism. Mm -hmm. um, the money and, dies after like a certain period of time, so you have to mm -hmm, spend it. Mm -hmm. And um, and then they they basically say we have to close off everything so that they don't know, so that the people don't know that there's more out there. Mm -hmm. um, we can't let them know what's beyond the ocean. We can't let them see the stars. All of that, and so that is where we really get the sense of, and then the Inquisitors come along and they're, and we find out their job is to keep it that way. Mm -hmm. Put uh, out dissidents, and, silence the people that are speaking too loudly. You know the and story. All, and all the Inquisitors are, are essentially bankers. Yep. <laughs> which, is, which is weird. And then <laughs> the governor who, they show a couple times, or governor or mayor. Letter, whatever. I think their name was, yeah. Letter, letter man. But he's very clearly uncomfortable with it. And and very much so under the thumb of this this system, um, so we get that flashback. Um, the Inquisitors start to come. They first they come for uh, the chimney guy who helped him. Um, mm -hmm. He has a he has a air quotes accident. Um, <laughs> Shot a dart at his neck. <laughs> yeah, and all of the other chimney sweeps except for the the the. The spy, yeah, yeah, the spy one, um, the cop. He, they, they're all like, he would have never had that accident. Like, so they, so the people start getting a little bit riled up. Yeah, um, well, they rally around him and they make sure that like mm -hmm. the inquisitors who are dressed up like emergency services aren't the ones to take him away because they would have mm -hmm. dealt with him quietly or he would have passed in his sleep. Um, yeah. So, and I, this was something that was just only like casually mentioned, and it was kind of for us to infer. Um, but, gosh. The heretics, they had a very specific name. Like, it was that one woman with, like, the earrings that made the little crystals. Mm. Oh, star seers. Um, seers, like, S-E-E-R-S, -E -E I assume. Um, yeah. Like, she was kind of the head of the her heretical people because mm -hmm. in her own very small way, she's keeping the essence of the stars still alive. But, like, that is not the focus at all, except, like, she does have some power in that regard. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, and then we get another memory, if I, rem if I'm remembering the timeline right. Um, and this was, a, this was another part where they're slowly sticking this puzzle together, um, of Luigi on a ladder with his dad. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's lost his hat and he's, his dad's like, no, you can do it. You can go get it. Um, and he's shaking and his dad, I don't know if he, I forgot to write down the phrase specifically, but did you, uh, there's a specific phrase he says, look up. Yeah. If look you, up. yeah, don't, don't look down. Just keep looking up. Keep looking up. And so then we come back to the real world. Lubici and Pupel have had a falling out because of the secret sharing. Um, Lubici's yeah. really, really mad. And they it's, called it's, him stinky. You yeah. smell. Why do you always smell? Why do you always smell? When we find out why, that's when I started to cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I think, as far as as far as timeline goes, that's that's really basically what happens next. Is there's there, Luigi and or um, Pupel goes and is like looking for something. Shows mm -hmm. them in the in the trash heaps and stuff. Um, and I guess we should have mentioned this earlier. They talk about um, this little bracelet that uh, Lubici lost that was once his dad's and they show the memory of his dad giving it to him because mm -hmm. when his dad got beat up um, 
Lubichi broke his Lubici's little crystal broke bracelet. His crystal boy bracelet and so his dad gave it to him i laughed so hard at that moment too because like lubici's like my bracelet's broken and then bruno's like oh those guys are the worst and the child's like you broke it dad <laughs> yeah you stepped on it <laughs> um, <laughs> but we find out pupel has been searching through all of the garbage looking for it um and he finds it and brings it and it like becomes a part of him well so he um, didn't find it what he found was a mirror Oh, yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And the mirror reflected up at him because he's never like taken the time to look at himself. And it was on the inside of his umbrella head. He just had to open mm-hmm. up his little umbrella. Yeah. And and then their friendship is rekindled. Touching moment. Yay. And then they decide that they're going to that they're going to see the stars. Yes. Like, and so they they build a, an airship. An airship appears or a, a, a ship ship. And I think it's all part of like the magic of of um poopel like yeah. showing this bead um yeah so the ship just appears on the shores the inquisitors are really mad yeah because uh, it was pushed away a long time ago they had said mm-hmm. like we shouldn't be able to see this and everybody's like oh no it's a monster and they're like yeah, yeah. keep thinking <laughs> yes, that's it's a, monster. a monster that's true oh. uh, and then they really go they 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 pull a page from up and they they use balloons um Let's not forget to credit see... the coolest character, Scoop. Oh, I forgot Scooper. about him. Yes. We saw him in the beginning, rolling out in his little mm-hmm. bug sand shrew form. And he's got his <laughs> box of smokeless powder. Mm-hmm. And he just spills all the secrets, offers up three wishes, grants one wish to get them out of the cave. And the other two wishes that um, Lubichi wants is some smokeless powder and a distraction. Yep. Yep. I totally, I totally forgot about him. Uh, and we find out that a lot of Bruno's stories were learned from um, is it, from Scoop's blabbing. Yeah, yep. essentially, um, <laughs> and that's why there there was a point where they talk about how Bruno had gained a reputation of being someone who like carouses at night and and drinking and stuff. And we find out it was actually he was hearing these stories that were creating this belief that he could go find a cure for his wife. So it. it Again, I think one of the things that I love about this movie is it keeps building on itself slowly, piecing piecing together these little, little pieces and glimpses and memories. It did a really good job of that. So the Inquisitors come, and they're trying to stop people, and then there's, like, so, there's inspirational moments, and all the townspeople are convinced to protect Lubici and, um, and Pupel as they're trying to get the ship to fly. And there's a fight between the Inquisitors and the people. Loved. And, yep. and they get the ship off. Um, and there's this is this was far and away my favorite part. Um, there's like trouble going on and it's flashing back to like a story that I loved it. It was such a good way to tell that moment. Mm-hmm. That of the story that Bruno had been telling his son about the storm and all this stuff. And um and the smokeless powder that they're going to use to blow away all the smoke in the sky gets stuck uh, and can't get high enough. And so Luigi like has to story. climb up just like the story. And then for a, a third parallel. Um, so we've got that. We've got the story. And then it flashes back also again to this Lubici climbing the ladder and his dad saying, just look up. Yeah. And in the exact same voice, um, Pupel says, just look up. Um, as Lubichi's getting scared and it starts to the the way they animated it was so beautiful of like showing Bruno on the outside like superimposed of, yeah, of, yeah 
Oh, it was so Outside beautiful. Outside of Poupel, so- it was so nice. And again, that was another one of those moments where I was like, okay, so I'm just going to sit here and cry. Great. Power of love and friendship. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I forgot Antonio, the bully kid. It shows that memory of him seeing a star and he's crying right before and he's telling Poupel, like, you've got to go, you've got to go and to mm-hmm. help get the ship up because he's crying. He's like, you have to see the stars. That kid believed when he was younger until he basically mm-hmm. saw it getting beat out of other people. So he decided mm-hmm. to, you know, what's the expression, don't stand out. But yeah. like, he's still a kid and he still wants to believe. And even though he was a shitty bully, there's still goodness in him. Mm-hmm. And and so Lubici lights the fuse, the powderless smoke goes up and, or smokeless powder, excuse yeah. me, and blows away all the smoke and you see all the stars and he realizes that Pupel is his dad. Um, and then Pupel like becomes a star and it's, it's really beautiful. And the people are saved essentially from mm-hmm. the brutality of this, like money seeking oppressive government. Essentially. Yeah. Well, like um, the, the aristocrat or whatever his name was, mm-hmm. the letter letter or something like that. Mm-hmm. He, the, he was already reluctant. And then like when the stars make their appearance, there's no hiding it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it was, it was beautiful. It was, it was a really, it was a really nice story. Um, yeah. Uh, so. So if you want to watch a film and cry your eyes out at multiple points, mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 recommend for tears. Yeah. So if, if you had, if, if family stuff gets you, it'll get you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if oppressive systems mm-hmm. being overthrown get those. you, yep, that'll that'll get you. Uh, friendship, yep, will always cry. <laughs> it's it's it really did redemption have, have a stories, lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know what I liked? I liked that they didn't do a redemption story for the really bad guys. Same, because mm-hmm. Antonio, the kid, his redemption story. Like he's a product of a system that's oppressing him. Exactly. And that is a that's a beautiful story to tell. The oppressors, they get what's coming to them, and they deserve that. Mm-hmm. So what would be? What did you? What did you like most about this? I just I think I liked the way that everything that was introduced in the beginning was brought back towards the middle and end. Mm-hmm. I love a good circle. I love when whatever was presented to you has some fantastic payoff. And this is the kind of film where the first 45 minutes, I was like, I don't know. Am I really going to like this? I find this kid a little bit whiny. Poupel is fun. I love me a good garbage person. (laughs) Um, But I couldn't figure out, like, what is all the symbolism? Why does nobody wear helmets? Why is everybody, why isn't everybody sick? Where are all the safety harnesses when they're climbing stuff? Um, And then I forgot all of that once like the hour mark or the 45 minute mark. And like, you really get involved in the story and you start to get invested in everybody's lives and all their ways of being and all the consequences of that. That is when I absolutely fell in love. But if I had to focus Mm -hmm. on one thing, it's just the payoff. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, if you are gonna co- if you are gonna go w- watch the movie, which I, I highly encourage you to do, give it give it time to develop because it really it really did pull on every single thread that it threw out there. Um, in this in the beginning half of the movie, all gets pulled on and all comes and ties back together. Um, and that's that's actually that's really hard to do as a storyteller. Yes, that's very difficult to do. And the 
the beauty at the end is worth is worth that it journey. It is. Like I can't even quite reiterate. Like you have the main scene going on when they're on the ships, uh, the ship, and then that's overlaid with the story of Bruno, the dad, retelling the story that he always told his kid about the stars and the ship, and then overlaid on like actual Bruno and like his integration into it all. And it was just like I could barely see because my eyes were just so watery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and then like for for me, what really hit home too was like how analogous this chimney town is to to so many situations in this real world where we're mm-hmm. all in these systems that we're just we most of us are really we're just trying to survive yep um we're trying to exist in this world that just wants our money and and wants us as a commodity yes and we're not meant to look up we're not meant to have opinions those mm-hmm. are shut down one way or another yeah and and the power of like like someone seeing beyond that, someone dreaming, um, that I feel like a lot of us do get beaten out of us. Yeah. Oh gosh, <laughs> um, absolutely. As emot- soon as you're done being a kid, you stop yeah. believing in most things that you can't mm-hmm. back up with some kind of something factual, you know? Yeah, and that that really that really got me. Because I want my kids to I want my kids to see like I have I have three kids. I have a uh, how old are my kids? Seven, six, <laughs> and and Tell I me. love them very much. A seven, six, <laughs> and almost five-year-old, um, and a, and a baby on the way. Like I want them to have that hope that they don't have to grow up in this system that is just sucking all the life out of their lungs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like, there's so many little avenues that we could talk. I wrote so many notes because there were just so <laughs> many things that like brought up like thoughts and questions, and like mm-hmm. I want to discuss them. Um, let's start with the most thing that the one thing that really stood out to me, motherfucking Lola. What an OG in that wheelchair. <laughs> the representation oh, for disability was mm-hmm. very well done. It mm-hmm. wasn't It wasn't like a sob story. It wasn't a major focus of her. She was her own character and the mm-hmm. wheelchair was just like a shoe or an extension of her existence. Oh, um and I I loved in the the final fight when she when she's like the first one who starts fighting against yes! the Inquisitors. Oh, Flailing her arms. <laughs> and like she stands up a few times. And to me, like that was really, really cool to see because I know a lot of disabilities, especially when they're you're you're on a in a wheelchair, it's not because your legs aren't functioning. Mm-hmm. So I really, really like that because I don't get to see that in a lot of media. So like either no. they had somebody to use for sensitivity consultation on this or they just really knew their stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point cuz cuz most media is if you're in a wheelchair, you're pathetic, you need you are the only all you do is take, you can't mm-hmm. give anything, you can't support and she's not that. She's Lola not was incredible. As weak. Yeah. Yeah. So Fantastic that made me feel character. very very happy about that. Um and then to flip it a little bit, I didn't love that the villains all had like hold on, never eat shredded wheat. Eastern Fuck. They all looked vaguely ethnic. Um, they all had large noses, um, wide lips. They weren't super dark skinned, but every there, everybody was pretty porcelain except for like the one kid with emo hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a subtle, subtle thing. Um, yeah. that like the main villains were not very white passing. Didn't yeah. love that, but I'm also unsurprised to expect those kind of things totally totally that i mean that that absolutely checks out for the style of movie it is and doesn't make it okay um 
but they 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 all really did have a, a very specific facial structure and yeah um, mm -hmm. so that was you know we got some good we got some less good um i love the symbolism of stars everywhere <laughs> possible like yeah. i started to cry my eyes out when poopel sewed the little star on the beachy's shirt before they had mm -hmm. that fight and he couldn't mm -hmm. give it back to him because he just wants the little child to see the stars yeah <sighs> yeah i i i loved the the process of the people specifically the chimney sweepers um going from kind of like this is what we do to to like we protect our, we we need to stand with with one another. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a really and and that was a very very um kind of in in the same um theme, I guess you'd say. That was a very interesting and diverse looking group. Yes. Body shapes, sizes, ages, features, mm -hmm. ages. Um that was that was very neat to see. Um yeah, those group. I love that group. Because again, at the beginning, they're like, uh, you know, they're making fun of this little <laughs> kid who has no friends. They don't accept the mm -hmm. garbage man. And then they stood up because they really wanted to believe in their own. And a lot of that was kind of rally rallied um, when the, the, the leader guy fell off the chimney and they had to mm -hmm. kind of like come together to do what they can. Um, also, really quickly, that doctor loved. He was in the scene for like two to five seconds, mm -hmm. wild hair. And spoke like, and and like the one girl was like, "Yep, thank you, doctor. He's gonna be okay." <laughs> Love. That's it's perfect. That's all you need. You don't need anything more than that. It's, no, it was so we're good. communicating. We're communicating a very specific thing. We don't need to go beyond that. So good. It was just little things like that. There were yeah. little like inclusions in the story that were not. I don't know, like thematically appropriate, thematically necessary, but just made me happy. Um, I don't know if you noticed every now and then there was uh, after the first scene when they're going through the whole garbage situation and the compactor and the fire in the caves, they come across some bats. Um, there's like a medium bat and like a mm. small bat. Those bats make like random appearances in the background throughout the film. <laughs> I didn't even notice them. Okay, Amazing. so you probably need to rewatch it just for the cute yeah. ass bouts. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The other thing that I think I wish we could, I wish we could demonstrate via podcast, but it's not the right medium. The animation really, really, really accentuates the themes that they're talking about. Um, yes, it's it's absolutely like you if you Google if you Google right now Poopel of Chimney Town. Um, you get this glimpse of this art that is, it shows, it, a lot of it shows this chimney town, this like kind of dirty, old, unhealthy place, and still makes, paints this magical, mystical picture about it. And that's so much of what the story is. They they really did a beautiful job of of making the animation help tell that story of like, the, the necessary the necessity of having these like whimsical hopes and dreams in the midst of this like dark place <laughs> shitty time <laughs> yeah like really everything is covered in smog and they have children cleaning up the chimneys yeah. also how are this like there was only a team of like five chimney sweeps for that whole entire town like no, the yeah, chimneys that's... must just be so gross no no wonder there was no wonder there was so much pollution they could not they could not <laughs> there's no way they could keep up with that <laughs> oh gosh that was just baffling i really yeah. enjoyed that though yeah well i feel like what so normally we do we've we've been on space corgi butts 
I think what did we decide on? Trash, 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 trash stars or garbage yeah. stars in honor of yeah, the garbage, garbage. man. Um, yeah. And before we assign that, I just want to leave, leave off with like my favorite personal fact that I've decided is real. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the name Poopel, um, to me, that is a, a like a portmanteau of the two words poubelle um, and poupé in French, which is garbage and doll. So combined, we get like garbage doll, which is, you know, finagled a little bit to be garbage man. And I really, really enjoyed that kind of combination name. Because mm-hmm. um, I know like a lot of Japanese content, they're really, really good at taking influences from historical events. And like I got mm-hmm. a lot of industrialized revolution vibes here, which gave me like, you know... England in its dirtiest times. Um, And I liked a little bit of the illusions back and forth. Like this would have been a very interesting, like, what if? And here's how the world would have coped. Yeah. I like like that fact too. Okay. Yeah. How many garbage stars do you want to give this? And my garbage stars are going to have an umbrella, a bucket, and uh, an eyeglass in them. Nice. Nice. That's a good question. I feel like the... Because it took about half of the movie to really feel like it started going, I feel like I'm going to give it four stars. It, was, it wasn't like an absolute must-see, but it was definitely worth the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of where I feel like I land on that. I like that. It made me cry um, three different times. I started rooting for people towards the end, which I was like, like you said, the intro was kind of slower to get going. But once you got there, it was amazing. I'll give mm-hmm. it. Can I give it like three point seven five? Yeah, I stars mean, why not? out of garbage. Stars out of five because like, because it's made out of garbage. So like, some of the bucket has like a hole in it. It's like rusted yeah. through. The eyeglass is missing the glass in it. Um, so mm. it takes away a couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I that that makes sense to me. Um, but yeah, I think I think the other thing I'm actually I'm probably gonna go watch it one more time. Because I'm I'm interested to see how I feel about the first half of the movie now that I've seen the whole movie. Right? Because you have an um, investment now. Yeah. Because it, it feels like there was so much intention in how they did everything. It wouldn't surprise me if there was a lot of like illusions and stuff that like you can see on the second on the second run through. Oh, absolutely. Um, this was again, it was such a well done film. Like they included mm-hmm. so much in the limited amount of time that they had that like you didn't see the bats. I'm sure there was so much more yeah. star content that i just missed because it was passive i did the last thing that i want to say about the movie is i forgot i wrote down a quote so there's there's a point where um lubici is teaching poopel about what it means to be a friend yeah Um, and he says friendship is being by someone's side um and that's 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 one of the themes throughout the whole movie is like who's by who's by lubici's side Mm -hmm. um and it's I, I don't know that that quote just hit me. Oh, I really just love like that. a really good thing. Hmm. Okay. Well, if we're kind of running through like late note things, I wrote grandpa is cute. I don't know who the grandpa was, <laughs> but they were clearly very cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Heat rises. Uh. Again, I really loved how we had that flashback moment with Bruno and the kid. Heat rises, and then you know that's how I assume the kid knows how to properly interpret that a hot air balloon, the heat is going to go up. What is up? There's a moment where like we see like kind of an Eiffel Tower in the middle of Chimney Town. I thought that was interesting. I didn't really know. <laughs> I don't even remember that. 
Yeah, it was just like towards the end, they're panning down through the city. I'm like, oh, is that the Eiffel Tower? Oh, no, that's so weird. Um, <laughs> so again, they had a lot of like English and French references mm-hmm. just kind of smushed in. And like Lubici, that seems like an Italian name. But honestly, mm-hmm. I don't know. What I do know is everybody should probably watch this at least once. It's fantastic. And if your tear ducts are working at maximum percent, you will cry. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I believe it's supposed to come out tomorrow in like 500 theaters across the u.s that's cool as heck we don't get anything Um, in canada well capitalism (laughs) why why is that the answer if anything that means we should get the things that's fair enough um well now i want it uh, what the heck oh it's headed to simina simina's oh that's the u.s stay tuned for canada well so It'll get there, Canada. You can do it. And we the internet exists. It'll you'll get it. Yeah, maybe it'll be like a rentable version somewhere. Yeah. Well, what a fun what a fun little thing we got to do that's a little outside of our norm. Yes. Um, this was so nice. Like thank yeah. you again to our Fundamentals Network for this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was lovely. I love I just I love watching anything that's animated. Yeah. It sparks it's- joy. You know, this show that has been this education of, about anime for me has has started to grow my my appreciation, and I love I love that this actually really fit into how we've been doing things because it's very different than My Hero Academia. Yes, it's very different than Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> yes, and it all is under the anime umbrella. So, yeah. oh, that's so perfect. Yeah. Well, I'm happy uh, that this could expand your knowledge, and I hope you learned a lot, if not about the power of friendship. Uh, I hope that you learned a little bit about chimneys. So much chimneys. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. I have been your host, B Zelda. If you are so inclined, you can follow me on Twitter as at B underscore Zelda, podcaster, streamer, sometimes a writer, and a community manager for D&D Adventures League. And I'm Steven. You can find me at the underscore bad DM on all your social media things as well. Uh, I do a lot of the same things as, as B, podcasting, writing, TTRPGs and stuff, though I'm not a community manager for uh, D&D Adventures League. Um, so yeah, that's that's it. We don't have Kelsey to do our outro music. No. Do we want to do the Halloween song? I don't know the tune, so we'll just say la 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 Halloween until yeah. one of us wants to hit <laughs> the, stop. The only thing that I can think of is the Halloween's Town song. From, Same! And I'm going to do my best to not Halloween, Halloween. La 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 <laughs> Halloween, Halloween. La 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 Halloween. Okay. And stop. Anime attaché.